there. Welcome back to KB Talks, powered by the NKBA, the only podcast dedicated to sharing the latest kitchen and bath industry insights to help grow and support your business. I'm your host, Jennifer Bertrand. Today's podcast is all about connecting designers and technology experts. As smart home innovations become more and more common and designers continue to recognize the impact tech integration can make in the home, the collaboration between the designer and the integrator is an important step to a successful project. What you're about to hear is a recording from the KBiz Next Stage at the 2019 show of the Design Connection panel, a conversation that was started at Cedia Expo in 2018 and one that has continued year-round ever since. With Cedia Expo 2019 just around the corner, it's September 11th to 14th this year, we thought this would be a great opportunity to revisit the Design Connection conversation. And we'd love to hear your take on the topic. Leave us a comment or drop us an email at nkba at flyingcamel.com. And while you're at it, make sure you hit subscribe. The recording is next, right after this quick word from our sponsor. At Samsung, we aren't just predicting the future. We're creating it. Inspired by chefs, the Samsung Chef Collection is built on three core pillars, design, technology, and performance. The recipient of four 2018 CES Innovation Honoree Awards, the Chef Collection features performance, precision, and design that is recognized across the globe. The Chef Collection lineup includes a 42-inch four-door flex built-in refrigerator, a 36-inch Pro Range, 36-inch induction cooktop, and a 30-inch microwave combination wall oven, all boasting smart features designed to suit any type of lifestyle, including Wi-Fi-enabled interior cameras and advanced temperature control. Samsung's wider range of products feature multiple color and size options and ensure that the kitchen is designed exactly as the chef desires it. We crafted this collection with sophisticated capabilities for intuitive performance to elevate the modern kitchen experience. Welcome to the future of cooking. To discover more about the Chef Collection and learn more about our rewards program for certified designers, visit samsung.com. Awesome, thank you very much. Thank you so much. It's great. Um, I'm gonna sit down first. I'll introduce uh, the panel to you guys here today as they uh, come out in, in order so you know who is speaking to you. Um, first off, uh, we are going to start with Molly Switzer. Uh, Molly is an AKBD, and she's the principal of her own design firm in Portland, Oregon. Um, she is currently the president of NKBA's Columbia River chapter, and um, she considers herself a kitchen and bath nerd, evidenced by her wardrobe today. Pretty great, right? I know, I know, right? All right, and then next up, we have David, or do we have, yes, we have David coming up next. David uh, Van Wert um, owns Van Wert Technology Design in West Hollywood, California. Um, his firm helps clients assess their technology needs, design the plan, and then pair clients with the best companies to help install it. So he's got a, a really unique niche in everything. Um, Tony Sabatino is up next. She is a, woo! She is a New York-based uh, kitchen designer who started her career out, I always love and respect this, working for a kitchen cabinet manufacturer. So she knows this stuff from the bones up. Um, and she now owns her own design firm. She's also the NKBA Manhattan chapter president. Right? Yeah, I know. Nice. And finally, we have Joe Whitaker. Joe is the founder and president of The Thoughtful Home in, uh, that operates in St. Louis and in Dallas-Fort Worth. He's got over 20 years of experience in custom systems integration and product development, and he is on the board of CEDIA, which um, I, we keep saying this acronym out loud, so in case that is a new one to you guys, it's a new, a new phrase for a lot of us in the business, it stands for Custom Electronics Design Installation Association. Did I get it? You got it. That was awesome. It is a lot. That's why we say CEDIA, right? <laughs> and he is passionate about the consumer education side of, of technology and is, um, we said these are the perfect folks we have assembled here as, as people from traditional home attended CDR for the first time this year. Um, this, this gang was all there and talked a lot about the need 
to help people in this industry understand how to work together and who to go to because it can be so confusing. It's confusing as designers um, when you're trying to focus on the great kitchen plan or a good house plan uh, to understand what all the technology means. Um, as a consumer, it's hard to know what you do want. You hear all the great terms and technologies, but you don't know um, how, much to, to, how much is too much technology, and for crying out loud, you want it to work in the end. So we thought we'd pull these fine folks together to talk through how they are going about their work, how they work together, and give you some information about how you can go about doing it in your design work for your clients as well. All right, so we've, we've teed that all up. Does that sound... We hit it, right? We yes. It? All right, good. I'm not texting my college kid. The pictures are on my phone, just, or the questions are on my phone. Um, so first of all, um, can each of you guys explain a little bit how, what, what part of this niche, what niche you have in the whole part of this process? Because we throw out a lot of new terms, like integrator and architect and chief designer, like how you have your own little, your own niche. Yeah. So uh, as an independent designer, I do interior design. So I do um, full house plans. Um, obviously, I specialize in kitchen and bath plans. Um, but I also work as that strong conduit between a contractor um, or the trades, all the different positions, whether we're working through an electrician and a plumber, um, and then also to the client. So kind of helping bring all of those pieces together and figuring out what really how do we make the project work from start to finish and make sure that we have everything in the planning phases early on to be able to achieve what they want with the technology side? Yeah, our, our firm is, uh, is a bit unique. Like Jill mentioned, you know, we're, we're one of the few firms we're actually a design and consulting firm only. So we're not like a traditional AV guy that, that most people are used to. We, you know, we, we liken the, you know, the analogy of, especially with large remodels or new construction projects, you know, almost every project has an architect, an interior designer, a landscape designer, an electrical engineer, a mechanical engineer, but nobody for arguably one of the most complicated parts of the house, which is all of the technology. And that's where we kind of, you know, fit ourselves in that space and, and more on the design team, you know, as we are purely just a design firm uh, and, and really able to align ourselves with the rest of the design team uh, and take away a lot of the issues of not coming in early and, and you know, bringing process and, and actual designs to, to an overall project to help kind of smooth things out and make it a better process. Awesome. So basically, I, um, I work uh, interior design from a lifestyle perspective. Um, I'm very lucky to work with some people that, that give me a lot of what are their objectives for their home, whether it's a or a remodel, whether it's a new home or a remodel, uh, we basically figure out you know, how they want to live in the space, um, what things are important to them. So technology always comes up. You're talking to somebody and, and you know, your new information uh, is part of the conversation. I'm sorry, I'm a little distracted by the, the lack of the microphone working here. But you talk to somebody about where they get their news, um, how they communicate with people, and you find that a lot of it happens from their phone. So, you know, in talking with that, I happen to love Control 4, the sponsor. I love their intercom anywhere because it's basically controlling your home and your environment through your phone. So technology is uh, natural. Uh, you're in the home before the work is done. You're talking about the planning of the work. So you're at the prime place to put together a team that includes the technology expert to really make the home all it should be for your client to live well. So our company does a little bit of a lot of what we've talked about so far in that we also do uh, restaurants and hospitality, but we specifically kind of stay in the residential market. We do the design phase, but we also provide the, prod uh, the products and control for and uh, other items like that so that we can control the process along the way to give the absolute best in lifestyle technologies. We often talk a lot about what Tony just kind of mentioned in that at the end of the day, you want the best ecosystem all the way around. When you walk into one of the bathrooms or kitchens or homes that these guys design, everything works together from the fixture to the tub to the sink to the countertop to the cabinets. We take that exact same approach within technology, with the lighting, with water shut off, with the way the music interacts with the video. We take that exact same lifestyle approach so that the entire ecosystem of the home works together as a whole. And that's kind of our approach to business. Fantastic. I think what's probably the most helpful is just to start by asking, 
how do you begin, as a designer, how do you begin those conversations with your client? You know, like if, if people haven't done it, need some help, need to understand some of the, some good advice about it, where do you just, where do you start helping them assess their needs? And I think, Tony, you were going to start that one off. Well, basically talking to them about their lifestyle, um, you know, really, how do you live? Uh, what would improve the way you live? You know, whether you're someone who's got small children or you've got aging parents. There's a other no uh, aspect to this. It's the living in place aspect. I happen to be a certified living in place professional. What does that mean? It means we want the, the home to be for all people of all ages and all abilities as safe, secure, and comfortable as possible. And technology can pay a, a really large role in that. Um, so basically, when you talk to them, they don't know what's available. So, so understanding how they live and being able to suggest how they could live better is a really good way to bring technology into the conversation. And because the home is open when you're, you're doing the kitchen and bath, you have an opportunity to get involved with um, bringing in the right professional to make sure that the wiring is correct uh, and that you're not doing things that are, that are going to be obsolete quickly. Like Molly, you were gonna follow up with a little more insight on that one. How you start? How do you start that conversation if you haven't had one before? Um, I mean, a lot of it is when I have my introductory um, appointments with clients. We walk through their home. I definitely look at the you know the technology that they have currently. What are they currently using? Usually, you will see something like an Amazon Alexa somewhere, or you know Google Home or whatnot. Um, and those are kind of that, that introductory, that gateway into seeing where they might want to go. And you can kind of guide your conversations um, into where do you want to see this go? Or how are you using the, this piece of equipment? What would you like it to do? Like, and then we, that really evolves into kind of more of that, you know, more in-depth conversation of like, this is how it can go. We can make it even better. Let's get someone involved. Let's see what is really going to fit best with your lifestyle. Do you always, you guys always start off in the very beginning in your conversations when you're talking about the floor plan, the plumbing, the surfacing, is the oh. technology, it starts right then and there? It's just like an electrician. It's just like a plumber. You have to get them involved in the beginning, in that rough stage, because you have so much storage that you have to accommodate for when you're putting in a larger system, um, well, in any kind of system, you know, you have to account for ventilation and, and for, again, just wiring boxes, those kinds of things. You don't want them out. We want to have, again, as an integrator, I'm sure you can speak yep. to this a little stronger, but um, that whole idea of like, we want it to do all these things, but we don't want to look at it. Of course. <laughs> we don't really want to know either, you know, <laughs> yeah. all of the specific nuances. No. If, if you get the clients, lifestyle uh, needs down. If you have somebody that, um, that wakes up in the morning and wants to, I don't know, look at stocks overseas, they've got all these great new products like the, the Sura Smart Mirror, you know, and um, so many different ways that, that clients can interact with the world through technology that they may not know about. So knowing enough, going to Cedia was a real eye-opener for me, yeah. um, seeing the different products that are available. Uh, and, and I love their tagline, life lives best at home. I mean, that's really what all of us, you know, have as a goal. Are there any, what do you think some of the best questions are to ask people when you're trying to assess their needs? Like you don't, you can't see, they don't have a nest or they don't have, mm -hmm. they don't appear to be really invested in home technology. Are there any like, of you like the best questions you can ask people to sort of uncover the technology solutions that you think they might need, they may not even know exist? Uh, people Anybody have, can grab that one. People yeah. have second homes or, or travel a lot, um, have a great need to, uh, be able to access you know, your comfort system, your thermostat um, remotely uh, or possibly cameras. You want to make sure that the place is looked after while you're away. Um, it, there's all different sorts of needs in that regard. Security uh, for your own home that you live in you know, 12 months out of the year. You, you may be somebody that values that. Um, entertainment certainly is a huge value, right? People love to listen to music. I mean, there's so many aspects of, of what technology can do to make your life more fun. Yeah. I think a lot of it too, you know, especially nowadays, you know, five years ago, maybe not, not so much, but in, in today's day and age, really this technology touches every part of the home, you know, so you start talking about this stuff early, uh, and, and especially from, from a design perspective, you want it to be aesthetically pleasing, you know, and since, you know, it's not just 
audio and video anymore. I mean, that's such a small, minute part of, of especially our services. It's more lifestyle driven, lighting, shades, security, cameras, you know, uh, heating and air conditioning controls. Now, virtually every part of, of your entire house is connected to these systems in one way or another. And, and the sooner that, that you can get you know, that conversation started, the, the better off the entire process is going to be. And I, I think touching on that, that question is it's literally like you can take it from blank space of understanding that as a designer, you're constantly trying to bring what's best to your client to the table and exploring the options that they don't know what they don't know. So why not put it out in front of them and just ask? And, and that ties to one of the things that when this happened at Expo that I thought was the, one of the most important things is because um, we've got a mentality of technology today of the squirrel ran by, hey, look at the squirrel, um, where we really are starting to get into this attitude on the consumer side of connected for the sake of being connected. You know, we'll take a Wi-Fi pencil and stick it on Wi-Fi just because it has Wi-Fi. Um, that doesn't give a, a, a lifestyle mentality to it. Why am I using that? Why is that important? And then how does that impact the overall design and the way I live within the inside of the home? Because the two biggest arguments, which by the way, everyone here should go away, is when we take technology and implement it into design, is, is that a compliment to it? Or did we come in too late that we destroyed it? Or is the argument that we are gonna take away revenue from each other? I always give two really good examples, and one of them is right now here in Vegas. When you're walking down the strip over near uh, Bellagio, you'll see this beautiful fountain with uh, all this greenery and the, the fountain, and it plays Disney music. And if you look at it, you're like, oh, this is cool, and then you see these big, gargantuan, ugly green speakers destroying the visual design that this designer spent all this time on. That was a design and technology fail. That is what this community together needs to work on together. The other argument has always been the, which I've had more than once, is you're in the living room of a luxury house and you have the discussion of $5,000 rug, $5,000 TV. You can't come together to build a space together. I'm gonna go, well, Mr. and Mrs. Customer, which one are you gonna look at more? And all of a sudden, the $5,000 TV trumps the $5,000 rug, although if you would've looked at it at a design phase, all of it goes together, and it becomes an environment, not a pick and piece sale. And that's what I think is so important about the design connection that has started having designers work together and starting that conversation early in the wants and needs of the clients. Can, can I speak to that a little Absolutely. bit? I mean, uh, this, the Stevia, the Design Connection Tour was a real eye-opener because you realize that not only does the technology need to happen early, but and, and the amount of, of product there is out there, but some of the things I've been doing, I mean, I've got clients that have library walls and they don't want the world to think that they watch television. You know, it's part of their value set. So they want people to look at their books. And so what do we do with the TV so you can actually watch a movie? So I was doing things with, um, with these risers and, and all of these other things. And, and now, you know, people came out with uh, the TVs, the frames, where you can put a piece of artwork on it. I mean, so, so finding yourself immersed in this sort of um, uh, theme park of, of technology, you know, it's eye candy, it's ear candy, and being able to bring that enthusiasm to your client as solutions. Right? You can propose these solutions and let them know that they need a budget for that. So when we bring in Joe, we're, we're all working in sync and the user experience equals the aesthetic that you're looking for and it's not the fail of the giant green speakers. And help you assess where you want to spend $5,000 on a tech solution versus something that's maybe a, a smaller purchase because it's a little lower on the priority scale. I would imagine consumers have a lot of questions about about that and about what, um, you're kind of reassuring them that these things are, uh, may not be so obsolete, like that you're, you, you're buying solutions that are longer, that the, the root of the technology is longer term. I always like to say that you think about how some cabinet of electronics might go out of date, but really this 
is what has changed a lot of what we're doing. It's we are all used to the fact that every couple of years a new smartphone is going to come out. And you're used to the fact that all of a sudden you're going to get pushed an update and you're just, you're, you're clicking on it and you're gaining the new capability just by clicking the update or by adding on something to your existing system that it's not a, it, the, the obsolete Fear is not really there anymore. The fear of obsolescence is absolutely true. And, and explaining to your client, like we learned from Joe, and I'd love to hear you tell us about the, uh, the cloud-based or, or however those remote-based solutions where you don't have the, the three 100 CD changers in the basement right. anymore because, you know, they're obsolete and you don't need them. I'm, I'm right. that girl who put those in a house 15 years ago. Right. So. Right. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know if anybody has kind of saw some some media recently, but VCRs are coming back. Swear, vi videotapes are being given away like American Eagle or something. I was floored. I was like, "What? Did you see that? No craziness." So you talk about obsolescence of technology. Now, something that a designer can understand just as well as we are, we do is that turnover uh, in design actually is about the same as technology today. You know, you look at the uh, European design changes and trends, those hit the U.S. maybe every five to 10 years. Well, we've now become to a steady pace in technology where those are kind of the turnover sets. So, so technology is not turning over as fast as it was. Sure, there's always gonna be something newer and shinier and prettier, but that's no different than it is in design. It's the exact same mentality. It's just like, um, with Control 4 is a good example. A controller that was bought 10 years ago is gonna function just as good as a fixture from a sink that you bought 10 years ago. The features are still gonna work the same as they did 10 years ago. So the fear of technology obsolescence has changed a lot in the past 20 years, where you were throwing away your computers or throwing away your light switches or throwing away your touchscreens. That trend has entirely changed and from what these guys know, is that these things are starting to look a little better visually so that they really can tie into design function now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So when you talk about fear and some of what some of the fears the design community may have about how to start, where to go, um, what would you say are the places to start? How do you go find someone to partner with who can help you understand how to help your client? Want to grab that one? I can grab that one. Um, I mean, so me personally, I found out that actually one of our local, around the corner, I have a, um, a speaker company. I don't know if I should name them or not. <laughs> not, my, not my place. Um, and they actually do, they have a whole, they're owned by a company that does um, smart home technology connections, so innovation. And, and so, or the integration side. And so I ended up having a conversation and then found out that the, there's little spots all over Portland. I'm like, Portland is not big, but we've got probably at least five to 10. And I'm sure there's more that I don't know about, but you know, I, it was getting out there and just kind of recognizing that it's looking through Cedia, uh, obviously, um, and just starting those partnerships up. And, and I you know, got myself educated enough to know, enough to be dangerous, I guess. Uh, enough to, to kind of be able to have an intelligent conversation about the client on what we could do. And then I definitely bring in that person, introduce that person to my clients, and we talk about it as a whole and where we can go together with it. From a CEDIA perspective, what, what is that organization doing to reach out into the design community? And what are, what are some suggestions you might have for how to, how to connect with someone in, in everyone's own individual area? So before I say that, I will say, you, you are talking about Triad, right? So, so Triad, who is owned by Control 4, is based in your, your neck of the woods and yeah, out there. I was actually talking about, we actually have a Bang & Olufsen. A local. We have oh, a local you know, bank. Yes. Yeah, so Bang & Olufsen has a showroom. So, so there, there are those abilities for you to get a hold of manufacturers within the CDA community yep. who are, are based on style and then mm -hmm. find who to deal with on that. The other place, obviously, is CDA. So Cedia has a uh, find, a find a Pro service. I think it's actually cediafindapro.com, um, where you can go and find a certified partner. And I, I always talk about that in that we're, we're going to the days where 
both of you on, from the design aspect have certifications. So you know, you, you guys know the importance of certifications. On the technology side, we've moved away from Steve the stereo guy, you know, or, or John the AV guy, or my TV guy. Um, no, that is not who you want to partner with. You want to partner with certified um, professionals, whether they be certified by Control 4, who has not only uh, you know, audio video certifications, but also home network certifications, but also Cedia, which has uh, member certifications in home automation, theater, um, networking, and, and all that, so that you can actually get a certified and verified professional to partner with on it. And these are people that the Cedia community, just like Control 4, is reaching out to the design and architect community because we know that to build that ecosystem, we all need to work together. You know, I use this saying, this thing all the time in the, um, in the restaurant uh, portion of things, where when you walk into a restaurant and you start talking about audio and video, it needs to match um, the look and the feel and the taste of the chef in the kitchen, right? That's what you want. You want to hear and feel, not just taste. You want all your, your senses encompassed with everything involved. It's the same thing within the home. You guys as designers, you build that look and that feel and that warmth that they want, but we have to get the rest of the senses, the ears, the sights, all of those other things to make this an environment that they can appreciate, love, and grow with. Um, about interior designers, I always say, you know, they're, they're exterior designers for the interior of my soul. They are the ones that build what matches my insides. But when we do that, we have to encompass the things we hear and the things we see. And that's why this is so important in that partnership with Control 4 and Cedia, putting all those pieces together to put you guys together with people like me and people like David. I think too, it's, um, it's a simple matter if you, uh, if you have your eyes and your, your ears open. I mean, walking the floor of Cedia, it was really amazing because if, depending on the style that your client has, you've got people that like things really clean, really sharp, people that like the more organic modernism look or, or something bohemian. And there's a product for everybody between the lifts, between, uh, you know, there was a beautiful piece of um, wooden art that rose over a screen, you know? I mean, there's just so many innovations that you can present to your client if you have some awareness. And again, none of us need to be experts, that's what we're gonna call Joe for, or, or David. But, but the bottom line is just having the peripheral knowledge to be able to get out of your client what they would really love, I think is, um, is what we need to do in terms of educating ourselves. So David, when people, based on what people come to you with, what advice might you have for everyone to improve their process? If people are like, what, what would help you get more information to do your job more effectively? Yeah, I, I think you know that's commonly the, the the biggest struggle is commonly there is no process. You know, it, more often than not, unfortunately, it's you know it's thought about far too late in the process. You know, it's because it's something that doesn't need to be you know addressed early on uh, and, and so it's kind of always an unknown when it comes to any all of it you know the technology the budget you know all of those things and and, and clients in the design team uh, rightfully so don't want to involve you know the quote-unquote AV guy too early uh, I didn't and, know anybody still even used that term until oh, you guys were still it, bantering it about I was like AV everywhere. like that's the AV club from high school in yeah, the library no, it's, yeah it's 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 unfortunately far too prevalent <laughs> You need to get uh, to pick a new one. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's Integrator, you know, kind I guess of, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. that's the mission statement, you know, I think that, that all of us are preaching um, is, you know, to bring this process to it. Um, and, and it's, you know, hopefully, you know, the design team and the design community, you know, can bring these folks in early uh, and, and not tie themselves, you know, bring in, you know, hopefully someone like ourselves, shameless plug, and somebody that doesn't sell products and, and you know, or bring in an integrator and pay them a design fee. You know, get this stuff established early. You know, you, you wouldn't dream of having an electrician wire a new house and install all of these fixtures without an electrical engineer planning it first or a designer or a lighting designer doing an RCP and specifying the fixtures. Why would you do the same thing for all of this stuff that touches way more than just lights in the house? You know, and so that's really one of, one of the biggest things is yes, involve these folks early like ourselves, there's, you know, a handful of consultants out there in the country, um, you know, or we work country, you know, throughout the country. But, you know, if not, if you don't have somebody like that in, in your Rolodex, 
reach out to an integrator and say, hey, here's what we want to accomplish. We know it's way too early to bring you in. We're still in design development and, and budgeting, but we need to be able to establish something for the client, establish a budget, you know, establish all of these other things we were talking about, space planning and conduit requirements and power requirements and ventilation and all of these other things and also the integration with with their designs you know you want to be able to make sure you know that all of this stuff is coordinated you know very early on i don't know if that's me feeding back sorry <laughs> um but yeah it, it, the sooner the better it alleviates a lot of those headaches far too often you know the again the av guy uh, is is kind of the you know the red-headed stepchild of of this whole process you know for for better or for worse and i'm sure everyone here has, has had to deal with that, you know, and, and, and no one really likes that part of it because there, there is so much to it and there is so much mysticism behind it because of all of that technology. But if you can bring in, you know, a trusted advisor early on, the, the entire process is going to be far, far smoother. What if someone says, you're going to give me a bunch of stuff that I'm not going to know how to run because the remote has too many clicky things on it? <laughs> right. Well, Myself, it, like, why are there 47 buttons on a television remote? I only use about four. Right. It's like, is there, are there new things that, because I never noticed, I think it just as an editor, I always think about how, what a consumer's reaction is going to be when we say, it'll work, trust us. All you do is sync it up. It'll be easy. And I just always picture the doubt bubble, you know, popping up like, no, it won't. Right. It's going to be 1030 at night and I'm not going to be able to lock my door and you're going to be sleeping or out of town on vacation. It's like, do you feel at the point that you're at the point saying it actually really is easy and who helps back that up if and there's that, a problem? Yeah, I think if, if done properly, absolutely. You know, and, and that's the thing, again, kind of going back to the design and, and like what Joe was talking about earlier and bringing, you know, looking at it from, from an entire lifestyle standpoint. You know, if, if you're able to, to think about all of the different parts and pieces, not just from a remote, but from how this entire ecosystem is going to work together, uh, and if you plan that, and know from the get-go that you know this is this is the vision for the entire property, whatever that project might be. You know you're able to to bring it all together much easily, and you're not slapping things together. That that's where you start to have issues. Is when you you have that lack of planning, uh, is is where things definitely do not come together properly. It's it's our job, I think, as designers to uh, the concierge designer, right? You're working on a high-value property for somebody. Um, you want to be able to explain to them that you're going to take all the voodoo and the mysticism out of it because guess what? You're going to bring in David or someone, someone who is a specialist in that. And, and basically for you, there's voice. So you can just tell your TV to turn on and you don't need to mess with those remote buttons anymore. Well, you know, and one of the nice things that I would like to kind of put out there about Cedia as a whole, because it doesn't just contain people like me who's a home technology professional. Board integrator. CDL also includes the manufacturers, like Control 4. Um, I've done you know, some product design, and Tony has started doing work with Control 4 now. And the thing is, is taking away all those buttons and all that kind of stuff, making it task-based. You know, that's one of the things that Control 4 does well, is when you look at a remote or the app, you know, do you want to watch something? Well, there's a task for that. Do you want to listen to something? There's a task for that. Do you want to do lights? There's a task for that. It's task-based. It's not a billion different buttons. Uh, one of the unique things that I just found out right before this panel is there was someone who was an attendee at this design connection and uh, at CD Expo who happens to be in the front row. I'm not going to point her out. But she left and went home, and she now has a full-blown Control 4 system in her house and is going to have Josh AI within weeks. And she was a person who walked into that tour saying, I'm against all of this. I don't want any of this. I don't need any of this. There's too many buttons, just like you said. And by just taking the education that she received within those two days, she not only felt comfortable enough to talk to her clients about it, but she felt comfortable enough to encompass that and bring that into her own home to improve her own lifestyle. Now, you talk about an attitude that has been set in the design community for many, many, many years. And the only reason it changed is by the two communities starting to work together and see how we can build together. And that's why I'm excited about designers coming in because I'm hoping this starts implementing and changing things on the manufacturer level as well. While we all love the Samsung Frame TV, how can we grow that into better consumer satisfaction? 
not with just the way that it looks, but that the way it works in the environment. Because it's gonna grow, guys. You know, you're, you're talking about fixtures uh, at sinks right now. Give it a year, that's gonna be tied into Wi-Fi too. Uh, so is your sink disposal. Give it some time, it's all going to eventually touch, but we all have to work together to make this right for the people that are using it. What about kitchen appliances? I mean, right? We've got some pavilions out there where everything's connected and it's a, it's a mind blow. So at some point, people have to connect those things. And um, I, I, a lot of my clients don't walk their own dog. They're not gonna sync up their dishwasher to whatever it is. So there's a whole new set of opportunity for the kitchen and bath designer to, uh, to work with the technology expert there. I think that's a great segue into you guys maybe taking a little peek into your crystal ball um, for the technology that maybe you know is coming or that you suspect is coming. And it's like, what's that next wave that we will experience in our homes? That maybe, or maybe we're just starting to hear about it, but we don't understand the depth. Like you're talking about the faucets, the ways that technology is going to come into our lives, even beyond what we have today. I'll go first and then we'll pass it down the yep. line, but I'm going to keep mine short. Uh, I, I'm hoping, wishing, and I think we're going to get to the point where we're going to stop seeing um, connected for the sake of connected, um, where we're actually going to start seeing the utilitarian portions of it, where why do I need this to be connected? I was really lucky and maybe six, seven years ago worked with Whirlpool on the first version of Sixth Sense, which was their connected appliance platform. And the problem was, is why? Uh, you're gonna tell me my filter in my refrigerator is, needs to be changed? I can look inside and see that. Um, you know, their washing machine, well, the cycle's done, great. Where now we can start seeing the utility of why that toilet is connected, why that dishwasher is connected. Now we'll start seeing functions of those that will improve and impact our life not just stupid net status notifications or change your filter. I see in the kitchen and bath space, we're gonna to move towards, there's a reason why that is connected, why that talks to your entire home system. Those are kind of the things that I'm seeing coming down the road. I, um, I used to wonder, do you really need to talk to your toaster? You know, do you really need to talk to your toaster? No, but now I think maybe you do. And that might sound bizarre, but um, looking at the different appliance manufacturers where you've got uh, individual timers that will give your phone an alert, uh, tell you that that timer is done. Um, the fact that you can talk to your oven and turn it on and off because, um, I don't know, maybe you're reading Good Night Moon and you realize that you forgot to turn your oven off. Well, you can just, you know, tell your oven to turn off. Um, for people who have, uh, have issues, you know, whether there are cognitive issues, uh, physical mobility issues, there's so much that technology can do to, to make life um, safer, more convenient, more comfortable for them, and be invisible. There are so many ways that the place can operate better for the end user and, and still look like completely uncompromised from an aesthetic standpoint. Yeah, the aging in place aspect of this is incredible how that's going to change it, it is and we're trying to call it living in place now because i'm sorry those, living in place those of us who spent 500 dollars on our eye cream don't don't want to hear that we're getting old so <laughs> on, on that note thank you um, boomers yeah i know no you're right it's and it's not just that it's just convenience of all different kinds of aspects of of life no matter what you can or cannot do physically inside your home i mean it just Absolutely. it's it's universal it's not in, in um particular yeah. all right what's your what's your crystal ball say uh, I, I think you're definitely, and you're starting to see it quite a bit already, but I think, you know, the door's going to be blown wide open here in the next couple of years with voice control. I, I think, you know, with all of these different things that you can do in the house nowadays, you know, with, with an overarching, you know, now truly easy to use platform that you can just talk to your house, you know, and, and you know, things like Amazon and Google Home and, and you know, your Josh AIs, you know, on the, on the luxury side, um, you know, my, my four-year-old knows how to do everything. She talks to Google all the time and watches YouTube videos and this and that, you know, and, and bringing technology and, and making it much more simplified and getting away from that 72 button remote uh, and, and making this technology truly easy to use and removing that, that technophobia and, and that, that barrier uh, is definitely going to have you know not only the design community but but clients in general embrace this stuff you know more and more 
uh, and to truly make these, these systems from the AV to everything else involved uh, actually and truly easy to use. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's just going to become more and more of a common occurrence in the design community. Um, it's going to be more and more on that idea of, you know, like I see a lot of the, the water sense technologies coming into play where we're saying, you know, there's several companies now that have sensors of, you know, like what what is that insurance claim? What's that major insurance? It's water damage mm -hmm. from freezing pipes to something bursting to whatever. Um, you have a leak somewhere in your system. And there's several products now that are allowing us to be aware of, you know, like, hey, your water's not moving in the same way that it's supposed to. And we can do it at the main level, and we can now also do it on more of kind of like that retrofit or someone that lives in a condo where it's multi-water uh, systems coming in, at just like, hey, this is one line coming in for my kitchen faucet. You know, I want to pay attention to this in my dishwasher and make sure that, you know, like when I'm on vacation, if my water line breaks, it shuts itself out. You know, and then it'll also alert me, or it'll alert me that it's dripping. You know, once one drip a minute, like anything out of the ordinary, it will start telling us. So we can start being, you know, safer and knowing that our house is more secure on that level. I think that's what we've noticed, even just from the consumer aspect. That as an editor, people can embrace it more and understand it more when it comes from a utility standpoint and understandability, and that it's not. You use the same two words in the sentence that I like to think about. We always thought about home monitoring systems as being based on security. Yeah. And I was, we all thought about them growing up as like, it all kept the bad guys, bad people out. The people with stocking caps and, you know, and, and, and all dressed all in black, um, keeping them from invading the perimeter of your house and keeping it safe. And it's actually turned itself inside out that it really is about your awareness of what's going on inside your house, not just... Yeah blocking bad things out, but keeping your eyes on potential challenges and dangers from inside. So I think that's been very transformational for consumers to get their heads around. I, I want to add something because of what David said, which, which I think is pretty powerful, and because of this crowd. So are most people here familiar with Frank Lloyd Wright, Wright and design? I think everyone here knows who Frank Lloyd Wright's. Uh, he had this saying about technology, and it went pretty much that uh, here in the near future, man's full body will atrophy with the exception of the button-pushing finger. Uh, this is a Frank Lloyd Wright saying. And the interesting thing about that is, is David brought up voice control. Um, the one thing in my crystal ball that I'm watching very closely, because I've worked in voice control very heavily, is the thought of kind of a universal control. Because you go into a house, some people can't speak very well, um, hard of hearing, all these other things when you talk about living in place. I think we're going to move to a much more universal method, whether it is touch, which is haptic, or voice, which is buoy, vocal, user interface, or American Sign Language, which is the most universal language in the entire world. Being able to overgeneralize control as a whole so that no matter how you actually communicate, you are able to do that with inside the home, no matter you know, what you do or how you move. And I think that's something that we're going to see within the next three years, which will be a big push that it doesn't matter how you do things inside the home, you are going to be able to interact and be able to do things quickly and without very much trouble. Even when you go visit a friend uh, or go to dinner at someone's house and all you want to do is turn the light on and you can't figure out exactly. how to get it done. <laughs> I just want to turn the faucet on. How do I do that? Yeah, <laughs> anyway, exactly. I know, right? Clap, clap on, it. clap Yeah, off. universal signals. <laughs> yeah. I think we want to make sure to leave some time for questions. If you all had questions for these folks, um, that you could get some very fine answers from everyone. We have a microphone, so don't be shy. So when I'm working with my clients and trying to introduce new elements to them to really maybe elevate their style or their expectations, I like to start with just one piece and focus on how the quality or the functionality will improve their, their experience. Uh, do you guys have any one piece of technology or one example of an integration that we could use as a starting point for folks who maybe aren't used to integrating technology into their homes? I, 
can I jump in on this? Because this is where I, like, that's kind of where we start as designers is like, for me, it is how does that client interface want to happen? So there's different systems out there. And this is, again, not having to know, be the expert on all of those systems. You can refer to, but having a base knowledge of what the different interfaces from different companies looks like and how is that going to work best or mirror what your client's needs are. And yeah, and I think, you know, a, a lot of that, because we do that in kind of our early design development phase as well, is, is talking to clients about their lifestyle. You know, okay, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, how are you going to use this house? Or what would you like to do? And knowing what some of the possibilities are, even from, you know, very early on, um, and, and really through most of our design process, we don't talk about brands. Realistically, the client could care less, to be honest. Mm -hmm. They don't know what speaker ABC, and they've heard Bose. That's about their extent of, you know, those types of right. systems. Uh, and, and so it's, it's removing that side of it completely. It's, it's more talking about, okay, how are you going to use this home? Oh, great, you said this one phrase, you know, I'd like to be able to eliminate some of the clutter off of the, off of the walls. Okay, well, wonderful. Did you know that you could centralize all of your light switches and your thermostats and all of these things and have just an elegant interface on the wall? And most of them go, oh, I didn't even know you could do that. I thought I had to have a bank of six switches on the wall. Tell me more about lighting control. You know, or, you know, and, and really just diving deep into how they're going to use these systems in their everyday lives will really start to pull that information out. And really, from a, especially from a design standpoint, you don't need to know about the technology. You don't need to you know, know about the individual brands per se, just what the possibilities are. And then once you start to flush that out, then you can, you then you at least, you, you have a skeleton in terms of design that then at that point you can engage, you know, a designer like ourselves or an integrator like Joe and say, here's how the client's going to use the system and here's kind of some of their hot buttons. Uh, and, and we have a, a checklist that we even like to use that has just about everything you could possibly do in a system. And it's simple as yes or no questions. You know, do you want, do you want to, you know, learn more about a vehicle turntable control or, you know, smart glass and all of the different things the clients go, oh, wow, I didn't even know you could do that. So it's just, it, it brings it back to just educating them about what you can do and all. So. I think too that you get cues from clients as far as what, what high performance uh, things that they have, you know, whether it's a car or, or something in the house, you'll get cues, or pardon the feedback, you'll get cues from things that they're passionate about, uh, I think, and that, that gets back to lifestyle, what their value set is. I, I always look for, and if I could pick one thing, if I could give you one thing, a universal language in design and control and technology is lighting, hands down. So, you know, when you talk about uh, fixtures or if you get down to the control side like Control 4 can do, one of the instant jump-ins when you want to engage them on those kind of things is lighting color. And, and here's why. It's something that I'm not a kitchen or bath designer, but when, when I, I work with them, that is one of the first things I hand them to talk about. Because you can go all the way from, if you were to take that purple color and pull it over a yellow countertop, what color would you get? That's not going to make it look the way you are. Or you can go with the, if I am going to go to a sporting event tonight, uh, hockey, very bright white in there, and I'm putting on makeup, and I'm not doing it in that color temperature, and you're going to wonder why your face looks orange when you're there. Well, you didn't do that in the same lighting environment. Or you set task-based lighting in the kitchen. I have one button that's going to set all the lights to a cleaning mood. Everything's very bright. I could see all the surfaces. If I'm in a cooking mood, I want the uh, oven top light, but you know where I have my glass of wine while I'm cooking. Want that a little dimmer. Or I'm getting entertained in the kitchen. <clears throat> Excuse me. Lighting is one of the very first spots where you can start the technology conversation that actually implements design into the conversation, especially in stuff that Tony does like living in space. We were talking about circadian lighting. Um, you know, balancing off the actual sun moving, the sun color temperature. Lighting is the most powerful thing for a designer to talk about when you're talking about technology and design. It's the instant win 
that you can get whether you're talking to the guy that loves sports cars or the person who loves to cook in the kitchen. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else have any other questions out there? Come on, we love questions. We're not that scary. There's one up here. Yep. Robin, is it you? No. Ooh. So there was a oh, I thought you had a question. Oh, okay. you were just waving at someone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, here we got one here. There you go. It's like an auction, sorry. So you know what the general rule is? If you guys don't ask questions, we didn't do our job. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, guys. Um, what's the most exciting piece of um, kitchen technology for your clients these days that they get most use out of? I mean, Thank you. I get a lot of, obviously, the appliance side of things. So seeing a lot of the you know connected appliances. And there's, they're different. I think the biggest thing is like just understanding what a Wi-Fi connected appliance is and understanding that you as the designers currently need to read into what that really means. Because um, there are some cool appliances out there that do some pretty interesting connected things. Um, but sometimes Wi-Fi just means that the service guy can connect to it and check if you need a filter change. So <laughs> it is a little, little misleading sometimes. What I think is, is really interesting is, um, again, this is totally decadent, completely not necessary, but uh, last year there was a, an appliance brand over there that had a Tesla, and we got in the Tesla and told the car to tell the coffee maker to have a latte ready for us, and there was a cup there. The, the fact that you can actually do that, the fact that, that science fiction for me is now science fact is, um, is absolutely amazing. So investigate all the connected appliances because there will be something for everybody there. Something yeah. for everybody. Yeah, and I think, you know, going back to, to, to the voice control again, um, I mean, it, was, it was great. I mean, but both of you were on, on my tour that I did for Cedia last year, um, and, and Lutron, everyone knows Lutron, had, had a little booth uh, with voice control. Uh, and, and their demo that they were doing, it was uh, Josh AI as a manufacturer that, that was part of it, uh, and, and they had it only set up, they only had time to program it to, to do a simple clip of the Avengers that was on a TV there. Um, and I said, oh, well, that's too bad. I asked the, the, the Lutron person while I was there, and this was completely unplanned. I said, what's this set up for? Can this do anything? They're like, no, we just really have the time to do the Avengers clip. I said, that's too bad. And I had a room of, you know, 20 plus designers in there. I said, well, typically you can do things like tell it, you know, tell it, okay, Josh, turn on the lights to 50%, open the shades and play the Beatles White Album. And it, by no fault of, of its own or not, you know, without the programming, it did it. Uh, yeah, it, it, it opened yeah. the shades, it, it dimmed the lights to 50%, and sure enough, the Beatles started playing. And everybody was completely floored that that was not planned, it, was not, you know, it wasn't programmed in, in that manner, but it was still as simple as that in a room with 30 people that just with natural language uh, can do all of those things in one sentence. And I just saw a, a video of theirs recently where he said, okay, Josh, make me a cup of coffee. And it turned on the coffee machine, and he put the cup there, and all of a sudden, 30 seconds later, he had a cup of coffee and didn't have to do anything else. See, now he's talking about the stuff that I love, like stuff that I play with at home. And that, so but if I, were to, if I were to take it down a little bit and say the things that I'm seeing, but also the fair warning behind it, is we're seeing stuff like Anova. You know I love that. Oh, my gosh. Things that help me cook better are, are amazing products, but at the same time, they're not as secure within your home network or they don't hook up as well. So the things to really look for are those devices that help in a kitchen and bath, help me accomplish a task faster, safer, and more efficiently. Those are the ones that I'm starting to see. iDevices is on the second floor just up here and they make these uh, uh, the sensors for grills, smokers. Uh, I'm a huge fan of theirs. Uh, Nova is another one. But those things I'm starting to see in kitchen and bath are starting to be really about like voice control too. Really about making me accomplish a task more efficiently, but as well in a more uh, 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 safe and hands-off manner where I can actually enjoy the people around me while we're listening to the Beatles White Album. Um, you know, those are the things that I'm starting to see. She, 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 no. now talk to her for a I'm microphone. sitting down on the job. 
so I just wanted to make a comment to you about, about it. When we put um, the technology into our home, it actually created a, um, a more comfortable environment. So what is happening now, we have um, connected HVAC, and it now has learned how, to, how we need to keep our house warm, and it um, has automatically started adjusting appropriately to our house. And we've noticed that our electricity bill, our gas bill has gone down, right? So that's a benefit. The better part that I'm enjoying the most about is that I entertain a lot. And I can go, I don't have Josh yet. He's coming next week to my house, which I cannot wait. I'm so excited. But I have my um, control set up to where I can turn on the lights from my bedroom to go downstairs in the morning, right? So now the lights are perfect. So there's just, I mean, I can get downstairs to my coffee without, like, you know, tripping over the dog's toys, right? Which is a good thing. But when I have a party going on, I push one button and the lights change perfectly for a dinner party and I can get my music working. Whereas I was never able to get the music working off of my phone. And now I just push one button and my music comes on to exactly what I want and I can be anywhere in the house and change it. And I also can control it for the day outside. So if we're having a party outside and my husband wants to have you know rock and roll going on out there and I want jazz inside, we can have two different types of music. So it has changed the um, lifestyle environment within our home, which is really fun. Connected appliances, I don't need my appliances to order my dish soap. I don't need that. I mean, that's just silly to me. I know I can tell when my dish soap is out, but I had a client who has a Sub-Zero and they were having a little bit of problems with it. And with connected the connectivity inside the Sub-Zero, they were able to get the technology happening back at Sub-Zero and they were able to fix the problem like that. So that's a benefit, right? I don't need my, I don't need my dish soap ordered by my, my dishwasher. That's silly as far as I'm concerned, right? I mean, other people might think that's cool. But the fact that the glitch that was happening in the refrigerator was able to get fixed immediately, that was a huge benefit. So you talk about, you know, it's like, here's George Jetson, we're almost there. Um, but, but you know, the funny thing is, is to a lot of you in the design community, what we're talking about right now is really new, right? This is really starting to be in your face here. And having done this for decades already, I can tell you that Sub-Zero and Wolf were the first two to talk about connected appliances. Sub-Zero and Wolf actually worked with Control 4 eight years ago. And you guys are just now starting to be exposed to the usefulness of it and what it does and how it works. But we already knew this. We were already doing this. The reason why it wasn't a success is because us and you never started working together until now. And that's why this community together, and you hear a story like, this is also, by the way, who I was talking about, who was in, in the uh, tour, who now when she's talking about her phone, that is a Control 4 system that she's now using. And she was totally against it. Exactly. And, and that's kind of that. She just gave the best lifestyle demo that I've heard. So, awesome. Shameless plug for Control 4. So, you talked about security. Uh, which is probably one of the biggest things that my clients bring up and have a lot of hesitation with. So what is the best approach when talking with clients about ensuring the security of their home? Did you, you hear that? From peop from being... Um, like cybersecurity. Cybersecurity. David, I'm going to let you start. Yeah. Finish. Oh, you no, go first. I was telling her to... <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of it, again, just goes back to, to that planning, you know, and knowing that you need to have a secure network that, you know... A vast majority of these you know, networks that are done properly are, are more of a business grade type network with you know firewall protection and and you know all of the different types of securities that you would get in a you know small to medium sized business um, and, and educating or having a professional educate your clients that that's the proper way to do it um, saves a lot of those issues and really makes it a, a non issue you know altogether. It's when they're they're isn't a professional or 
you know, someone to help advise the client that that's how to do it the right way is when you get clients or, you know, Joe Stereo buying, uh, you know, something from, from Best Buy off the shelf and plugging it in. And, and a vast majority of those, you know, DIY type networks are definitely not secure. Uh, and, and it's, you know, educating your client and, you know, engaging a professional that is very well versed uh, in networks or even, you know, best case scenario, a CDA, you know, network professional, they know what those different steps are to take to make sure that isn't an issue whatsoever from the very beginning and, and you know, really keep that to a minimum, so. You know, and, and I, the thing I'll add to that is to, one of the scariest things is having your identity stolen or there's something more scary today so when you talk about a secure network, it's obviously in the cloud, it's in your house. It's, today it's kind of everywhere. And there's so many, you know, I call them the Wi-Fi pencil product. There's so many of those out there today that people just expect to grab these, bring them home, and not really consider the security concerns of what they are bringing into the house. So I talked about that Innova product. It's got a couple security issues to it. I love it, but so my network is segmented in a way that those devices like Amazon Alexa's and all that, they can't even see my business computer on my home network. Being able to separate those things between, you know, business and play, you know, being able to take that and make myself secure. Because today it's not only about having, you know, my credit card stolen. Today it's about having that ring doorbell, being able to open my front door and turn off my security. You know, it's, it's about me as a, as a cyber person being able to go farther than just take numbers and digits and identities and dates and social security numbers. It's about me being able to enter your house, walk in your kitchen, and make a sandwich. That's how far it's going today. If I was into stealing sandwiches, I'm just saying. Um, it, and that's the thing that a professional, and, you know, I'll, another shameless plug, uh, plug for Control 4 is, you know, at Cedia, we have the ESC-N, uh, which is a networking certification. But Control 4 also has a PCNA, which is a package certified network administrator. Now, I will tell you, as personally somebody who has a CCNA, which is a Cisco certified network. So I'm certified to do your business networks, by the way. But as a residential technician, I will say that's one of the hardest tests I've ever taken on a networking site. It is really hard. So, you know... The manufacturers on the technology side for residents stepping up to handle that is super important because we have come to the point where a guy with a laptop can drive up to your house, go to the side of your house, pull the camera off, plug their laptop to that same wire, and open your door. So those, and but having that security in place can stop a great question, by the way. So that's what we're here for as far as the you know, the, the home technology professionals is to take that away, to make you feel safe and secure in your home, to be able to adopt those new technologies. I think we have one more question and then probably yeah. wrap up. Okay. Actually, it's probably not a question. It's, my sister's here. She's realtor and decorator. I'm actually a software consultant. I'm a cloud consultant. And my brother is a network administrator. Uh, or our brother is a network administrator. So the interesting thing is for me, I get geeked out on this because I'm like, okay, yeah, your network needs to be secure. But one of the things is if you have a client who goes to Best Buy or anywhere else and buys something off the shelf, the first thing is change the password. Change you get a clap the up here. password. That is the biggest issue that anybody has. They use the same password. And again, Google is great because you can Google manufacturers' passwords. So... <laughs> Change your password. I mean, I personally am getting ready to replace the door. Um, and, and again, I say this as a person. I go to large companies and put in cloud systems for them. But um, for me, I'm getting ready, because I forget my keys all the time, to get the door um, that, that has the, the deadbolt as well as the code. Yep, yep. But I'm going to tell you, I'm not having it. I don't want the service that, that hooks to my phone. I, and that's just me personally. Um, there are some things I think there needs to be a little bit of a disconnection. I'm okay with my biometric sensor because you got to come get my finger for that. Um, and I'm okay with the code. But does everything need to actually 
be through your phone, I, I'm like you. I'm going to say no for some things. And for other things, I think it's like super, you know, super cool. Again, I've got customers where, you know, again, Internet of Things, where, you know, they literally look at your product and t can tell when something is out, when something needs to be fixed, when you've got a service call. So those kinds of things I think are, I think are great. So this is interesting for me from a nerdy perspective, not just it, kitchen it's and bath. t-shirt like Molly. It's, it's funny what you brought up. <laughs> Stand it's funny that. what you brought up. So a statistic that was done a couple of years ago on a panel that I was involved in, it shows similar to this. It says, and today I guarantee you it holds true, that 85% of the people in this crowd that have a router in their home, it's admin, admin, for me to get in your router and change your Wi-Fi password and all of that. 85% of you, when you go home, go in your router, it's probably admin admin or admin password that is very see, that is very 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 bad very bad because when i have that i can get into that and then i can change the passwords for all of your other devices so but that is a really good point to bring up mm -hmm. always change your password and don't fall for the thing they tell you about uppercase lowercase special character that doesn't work anymore the longer the better a keystroke is a keystroke Awesome. Thank you guys so much. This was great. I learned so much just from, from what you uh, shared. The NKBA Specialty Badge Program offers members a new competitive edge. Certification has long been a cornerstone of the National Kitchen and Bath Association's mission, although the designations are mostly limited to designers. The new Specialty Badge Program now allows any NKBA member to broaden their knowledge and earn credentials in a variety of areas through online course materials and passing an online exam. NKBA specialty badges currently available include cabinetry, remodeling, living in place, sales and marketing, and floor plans and specifications. Take advantage of the NKBA's ongoing professional development opportunities and get the NKBA competitive edge. Visit nkba.org for more information.